X-Ray. Welcome to The Local, your daily dose of hometown news and democracy. I'm Jefferson Smith from Portland, Oregon. It is Friday, August 14th. Friday is a good day to share The Local, to subscribe if you haven't, to rate it and review it. Five stars, please, wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks for listening, by the way. We are so grateful to be able to do this and to be able to have your support over these 100-plus episodes. It's still early for this. We haven't done a big marketing effort. Maybe we'll have a chance to do something in the fall. In order for us to make the show sustainable, we're going to need to grow the show. We're going to need your help in doing that. We'll be talking about that in the coming weeks. Right now, though, please do spread the word and help boost the number of people who listen to local news every morning and help build the community of people who connect with the local and local news every day. A heads up, we're going to be taking a little break next week. We'll have a new episode each day with a Today Back in the Day, a look back on the first 100 episodes and some of our favorite interviews. And we'll be back with new content and your quick six fix on Monday, August 24th. Today, back in the day, August 14, 1933, the first forest fire of the Tillamook Burn. It was not fully extinguished until September 5th after it destroyed 240,000 acres. And today, back in the day, 1935, the Social Security Act was passed. One of the results of the strength of organized movements, labor, and mass movements of the 1930s after the stock market crash and in the midst of the Great Depression. August 12th might have been a slower news day. August 14th, big news day. On August 14th, 1848, Congress passed the act to establish the territorial government of Oregon. That designated officially the territory of Oregon. That originally encompassed all of present-day Idaho, Oregon, and Washington, as well as those parts of Montana and Wyoming west of the Continental Divide. Its southern border was the 42nd parallel north. That was the boundary of the Adams-Onis Treaty of 1819 and extended north of the 49th parallel. And its first capital, Oregon City. And can't miss this one today, back in the day, VJ Day. Japan surrendering unconditionally to end the Second World War. Some recognize it as August 15th, depending on their time zone. Tomorrow, back in the day, VJ Day in places with a different time zone. And today, back in the day, August 14, 1951, Susan Castillo, the first Latina elected to the Oregon State Legislature and the first to hold statewide elected office as superintendent of public instruction, was born. Susan Castillo was also the last superintendent of public instruction as the legislature voted to eliminate the position and give the authority to the governor. We'll start with your quick six news headlines. We'll have a field interview from civic reporter Augustina Elizabeth with protester Gary Floyd. And we have an interview with Jonathan Riley, the co-founder of Sneaker Week, from Morgan Jones and Can Jones, the unrefined sophisticates podcast on partner station The Numbers. X-Ray. First up, it's time for today's quick six local rundown. Portland, the land of fourplexes. The city council voted to pass the residential infill project and now will lift a ban on the construction of duplexes, triplexes, and fourplexes in most Portland neighborhoods. That'll mean just about any single-family lot can be replaced with a fourplex, and if at least half of the units are affordable for lower-income Portlanders, a sixplex can be built there. The policy aims to make housing cheaper and more accessible by increasing the supply of housing units. An estimated increase of up to 5,000 new units over the next 20 years could happen from this. If each unit is worth an average of $150,000, by the way, that would be as much as $750 million in increased real estate value. If we do 5,000 new units at $200,000 apiece, that's a billion dollars. The vote passed three to one after four years of passionate debate. As expected, Commissioner Amanda Fritz was the one dissenting vote. She argued the policy would increase carbon emissions based on her concern that so many homes will be demolished by developers to make space for the multiplexes. Before casting her vote, Commissioner Chloe Udaly had this to say. Here's the quote. 
We cannot deny the impacts that exclusionary zoning have had and their racist origins. This is a vitally important piece of the conversation. Your daily dose of coronavirus data. Yesterday, there were 294 new confirmed cases. That brings our total to 22,300 even. There were also eight new deaths from the virus yesterday. The official death toll in our state is now 383. And even as other businesses begin to reopen, some industries are still struggling to cope with the realities of coronavirus. Multnomah County Libraries have laid off 13% of their staff. In July, the county library announced the upcoming staff cuts, and library branches remain closed. Officials have said the cutbacks are necessary because of economic and space constraints due to social distancing. Union members disagree with the library administration's handling. They argue the library could expand remote and digital services. Instead, the library will use its remaining budget on digital content licensing and adapting physical spaces to current health concerns. In Washington State, the count is up to 64,702 coronavirus cases and 1,724 deaths. And speaking of a story that we've been speaking about for longer than we've been speaking on this podcast and even longer than we've been speaking on the radio at X-Ray, the Wapato Jail is being transformed into a refuge for Portland's homeless. Wapato Jail has officially become the Bybee Lakes Hope Center. Wapato Jail has stood empty since completion in 2004. There wasn't the budget to fill the jail, there wasn't the budget to operate the jail, and there wasn't sufficient need to justify further costs to fill it and operate it. There was a big community outcry against the project, and ultimately the jail was too expensive to operate. But in February, the Helping Hands Reentry Outreach Centers raised $4 million to turn the jail into a transitional housing facility. That money covers basic operating costs for two years and the minimum necessities to furnish the building. The jail cost $58 million to make, but the county sold it to developer Jordan Schnitzer for just $5 million bucks, and he plans to assist Helping Hands by charging just one buck a month of rent for the first five years. The facility will provide shelter, mental health counseling, and reentry services for the homeless, and in the future, it plans to expand services to include drug rehab and job training. And so we don't erase her. We should remember that Loretta Smith, who was previously a county commissioner and then ran for the city council, was a strong proponent of a plan like this and received significant criticism over it including by her opponent during the race. And a human-caused wildfire has spread over 800 acres in the Columbia River Gorge. The Northwest Interagency Fire Center is working to contain that fire in Wasco County. So far, it's spread to over 800 acres, threatens around 300 homes. Governor Brown has invoked an emergency declaration late Wednesday night. This declaration provides more state resources to firefighters in the area. Local authorities have issued evacuation notices for nearby residents, and residents further away are on standby for evacuation notices. And some good news. Moving from the fire to the water, the Oregon Coast Aquarium is reopening on Monday. After five months, the Newport Aquarium is opening once more. Aquarium experts have created a new outdoor tour to learn more about Oregon's coastal wildlife. Lincoln County is in phase one of reopening, so there will be some restrictions. Visits will be limited to outdoor areas only. Tickets need to be bought online in advance, and the amount of visitors per day will be kept, like the zoo and other places. And as always, like the other places, gotta wear a face mask. And the Portland Trailblazers beat the Brooklyn Nets. The Blazers went 6-2 and two in the bubble and advanced to the play-in games against the Memphis Grizzlies. After missing two painful free throws and a three-pointer and a close loss against the Clippers last Saturday, Damian Lillard in the next three games scored 154 points, had 27 assists in three legend-molding wins, a scoring average of 51 points a game to save the Blazers' season. CJ McCollum gutted through an injured vertebra for 25 points, Yusuf Nurkic gutted through being really tired to score 22, and Lillard hit one crucial three-pointer from the NBA logo. The Brooklyn Nets' Karis LeVert torched the Blazers for 37 points but missed the game-winning shot as time ran out, perhaps because Damian Lillard used his super breath to disrupt the shot. 
each one of those eight games the Blazers played was within one basket inside the last five minutes. Going forward, if the eight-seeded Blazers win either of two games against the ninth-seeded Grizzlies, the Blazers go to the playoffs to face the Los Angeles Lakers. And that's today's Quick 6 Local Rundown. Find a way to beat the heat over the weekend, folks. If you've been watching our beloved Portland Trailblazers play live again, then you've seen their commitment to Black Lives Matter on their jerseys, in their interviews, and in the commercials. We think their message bears repeating. Blazers, congrats on the win last night against the Nets. Go Blazers. It could be me. It could be me. It could be me. I could be wearing a hoodie. I could be on a train. I could be playing in a park. I could be eating ice cream in my own living room. I could be sleeping in my house. I could be at the grocery store. I could be running. It could be me. It could be me. It could be my brother. It could have been my sister. It could be my parents. It could be my daughter. It could be my son. It could be me. It could be me. It could be me. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. And we will not let America forget your names. We say her name. Sandra Bland. Nakia Boyd. Ayana Stanley Jones. Atatiana Jefferson. Brianna Taylor. We say his name. Trayvon Martin. Tony McDade. Oscar Grant. Tamir Rice. Ahmaud Arbery. George Floyd. Rayshard Brooks. We say the names of the countless black lives that have been lost at the hands of racism and police brutality. We recognize our power in this battle for justice and are committed to amplify those that have not been heard. Silence is not an option. Enough is enough. This can't wait. This can't wait. We can't wait. And as an organization, the Trailblazers are dedicated to advancing the work that needs to be done to condemn all prejudice, racism, and injustice within our community and in this country. Because it could have been me. It could have been me. It could have been me. The region continues to protest each night. Here is civic reporter Augustina Elizabeth with another voice from the protest, Gary Floyd. Augustina and Gary talk about the transition from CHOP Capitol Hill organized protest to CHAZ, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, and how black lives continue to be centered in protests. Or are they? Can you state your name for me? Yes, my name is Gary Floyd. You know, the first time I heard you speak, I was very inspired, which is why I approached you. And thank you so much for letting me interview you. Yes. So let's let's go to CHOP for a minute. Okay. You're in CHOP. You're in Kyle Anderson Park. Mm-hmm. You've set up this autonomous zone in conjunction with the mayor. Mm-hmm. Who's there? It's Black Lives Matter. But, like, describe for me what that the population makeup. looks like. So, the population, so Black Lives Matter is not um, a physical location. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's individuals who ultimately are trying to not be in the limelight only because of the scrutiny that you would get mm-hmm. from the government. It would be a community. A community. That would definitely be the word. So how come, why the name change from Chaz to Chop? You know, the great thing about our American society is debate. <laughs> <laughs> 
and there's just an ongoing debate even still to this day. There's some people that felt, they felt the word autonomous uh, would be taken the wrong way. Uh Um, Autonomous can be defined in many ways. Mm -hmm. So in order to take that part out of it, they just simplified it. It's just an occupied territory. That's it, you know. Okay. The, the autonomous zone was something that was atten- initially meant to be more being politically correct, you know, because mm-hmm. when you talk about occupied, it's taken as more of a threat. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then it got to the point to where, you know what, I'm not screw what they think, but I mean, we are occupying this place, so that's what it is, you know. I had nothing to do with any of that, uh, what we call that particular space. To me, it didn't matter. It just felt good to be in a space where I'm not looking over my shoulder every two minutes for a cop. It felt good to be in a space where I could walk down the street and not worry about being taken as suspicious. You know, yeah. the autonomous zone. I, of course, I was too young for Woodstock or anything like that. But you want to talk about peaceful? I mean, obviously, there's little flare-ups here and there. You yeah, know, we have people that have mental issues. You know, we yeah, we, I mean, we addressed like all of that. Any society, though. Yeah. Any society. Yeah. We addressed all of that, but we were able to place ourselves um, to a certain extent. Um, any situation where we could get in the middle and try and you know, de-escalate stuff, we did. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of things that people were coming that we didn't even know who they were, and they would come up there and they started shooting and stuff. And that's what pretty much was the end of the chop when mm-hmm. the shooting started. Well, yeah, I, I read an article. Somebody decided, and it wasn't it wasn't even Black Lives Matter people. No. It was um, somebody else decided that they were going to patrol with a gun and they yes. shot a 14-year-old yeah. and a 16-year-old. Yeah. I, so I'm just wondering... We had some elements up there where guys were armed. They didn't have anything to do with Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter did not ask anyone for any type of security to that extent with guns yeah no not with the guns but these were factions who were proud to show and they're and i can tell you this and i'm not being prejudiced in one sense about it not one person that i saw up there with a gun was black or brown so they were all white people yes. with guns and they all decided to take it upon themselves to be security so did you feel like that was What did you feel that was motivated by? Well, so the discussions that we had with them was obviously this is free space and we're not going to tell you guys what you can or cannot do. But anything you do is not on behalf of Black Lives Matter. Um, You know, your offer of protection is what it is. But, I mean, it's more of an opportunity for you to ride around here with your AR-15 and all your military gear. I don't know if you've seen any of the images, but there are a few people you couldn't tell if they were DHS or they were regular people. I mean, you had people that militarily geared up like they were part of a a real military force. And, you know, when you see an individual like that, you're thinking about all this extra time this guy has on his hands. You you know, I mean, you had, we had guys showing up there that at first I really thought they were police and they're just regular guys. And I'm like, wow, you spent all this money on this gear? Like what, what's really going on? You know, that, that leads me to have cause, cause for pause, Mm -hmm. you know, because your mentality is already at a certain place. Thank you so much. Okay. (laughs) 
Next up, Morgan Jones and Can Jones with the Unrefined Sophisticates podcast on Partner Station The Numbers are back. Here's a clip from their recent interview with Jonathan Riley, co-founder of Sneaker Week, a Portland phenomenon in action this week. We're going to jump over to our special guest, founder and CEO of Better and CMO of Sneaker Week, Jonathan Riley. How you doing, sir? <laughs> like we always do at this time. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. How y'all welcome, welcome, up? welcome. Doing good. So, John, for the list, just can you give them a, 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 a quick brief synopsis of who you are? Uh, Real quick. Well, yeah, I'm a father of two amazing, two beautiful children, Rosie, Ruth, Riley, and Solomon, Zen and Riley, um, yeah. and my amazing partner, Amaryllis. Uh, we have a beautiful family here in Portland, Oregon. Man, that's some uh, dope names. I know, right? <laughs> I know. Uh, we, we, we doing our thing out here, but um, originally from Los Angeles, California, uh, born and raised, came out here to go to college, um, to Oregon, um, Oregon State. Um, and I never went back to California. Well, later on I did, but for the most part, um, staying in Oregon and creating a new habitat for myself. And um, once I graduated, it just pretty much kept drawing me back. So I uh, started at uh, Nike. Nike moved me to uh, L.A. Then they moved me to New York. And then I resigned about three years ago and then moved uh, the family back from New Jersey, New York. Uh, and it started better. And... Um, yeah, and hit the ground running with Sneaker Week, and uh, yeah, I haven't looked back since. So uh, that's a pretty much a snapshot of me. Yeah. Uh, yes. Give us some insight to what Better is. Uh, Better is uh, we were listed as a marketing agency uh, by the for the U.S. government, uh, but okay. for the most part, we uh, we pretty much we we just people, man. The idea of Better is it's not a necessarily a brand. It's not necessarily a a service, even though we do service, it's more so a lifestyle that we that we try to mm. teach. It's just more so how do we live better? Um, we know nobody's perfect, but we know everybody to be better. Um, and that's really mm. the goal for everything we do. So it really is identifying, you know, a lot of our people of color and identifying their businesses that they can need their support in and do marketing and energy and resources that, you know, we know how to do very fast and easy and efficiently and, and be able to give them a position that's better than where they were before. For us, that's, you know, positioning them to understand the value of, you know, teaching them the process, educating them on how to get faster processes. And um, then you see them growing, that's better. You know, then you see multiple <laughs> groups of people growing. They say, it's like, it's just, you know, we want to harvest pyramids, bruh. It's like, that's the idea. Hey. Yo, I might start yeah. crying. Everybody bear with me. This no, is, not, even, not even on this that. Is, but you speaking to my soul right now. Like, this is but, it. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. So when I started, so I uh, it started in 2017. I was, uh, I was entertainment. I was global entertainment marketing for Nike. So I was handling all kind of everything from projects with artists, influencers, movies, all that shit. Um, but for the most part, I realized like a lot of that influence I was I was accumulating wasn't going back to the communities that needed it most, and um, mm. that's where essentially mm. just the, the idea of better was to give it back. Um, and wow. we partner and we work with all kind of folks. We partner with Nike and work with Nike. We partner with Adidas. We partner with. We're very brand agnostic, no competition, all collaboration. Um, we don't do um, the idea is not to have, I don't have a, a, a thousand people under my, under my thumb. I don't, I tell people, I don't want nobody to come work for me. I want to work with people. So the Ooh. idea is not to have people come in and I hire John, you hire me? No, I'm never hiring. 
because the idea is for me to install something in you so you can do your own how can i help you do something for yourself so that way you're not working under somebody else's dream the moment you take a job in in some cases if you cut you cut your dream off a lot of ways so for us it's like waking people up and getting them back on their feet to say hey don't work for me work for yourself but we can work with you to get that to reality is the pretty much the goal thank you for coming out god bless you good night this has been a great episode <laughs> no thank y'all <laughs> we're done is, what <laughs> that every part of that and you know every for listeners single part of that i've been in in in, in zoom calls with this man and this narrative translates every time we speak yeah that's what it is it's never about him it's about us always and that's it, that's it. It, it, it it speaks volumes and what you just articulated is amazing like amazing I appreciate it. i've seen so, it no y'all y'all the same reflections that's trust me i, I just be on the same hey. reflections so i appreciate y'all I, and i and not only i get that energy from the people that i'm around I, that's that's right. where it comes from so i appreciate you guys for real so when you the idea for it, I'm I'm, I'm sure you were see, probably seeing areas, you know, got to a yeah. point. But was there a moment that was like, oh, I'm doing this? Do you re, do well, you recall that yeah, moment? For sure. Um, well, so 2016, Colin Kaepernick took a knee. Everybody mm -hmm. remember that. Uh, 2017, I, re I resigned February in 2017. But there was a lot of things going on around the world. Obviously, a lot of killings of our people of our people. And um, I was working with the brand that wasn't saying anything slash benefiting off of these things still. Um, you know, I was, we weren't doing nothing. We weren't even saying nothing. And it was just, and I was in, and I was in the, the higher up conversations where, you know, we're actually getting ready to put out statements and then we take it back and water it down even more. And then take it back mm. and water it down even more. And oh, take an idea that to help fix the problems and support so the communities and take that down and water it down to an equality t-shirt. Like I seen mm. it. So to me, it's like, uh, I, can't, I can't give that energy to, to, to those things anymore. I'd rather give my love and influence hey. back to things I needed the most. And, uh, and that, that was like a big part that was driving on me. But I remember just when the North Dakota pipeline was happening and I, call, mm. I was doing a big project with N7 and Taboo was a good friend of mine. And he was a big oh, part dope. of that. And, you know, me and him, me and Taboo talking about him. Like, oh, what do we do? Like, yeah, this is what we're for. This is the program. This is N7. This is what we're supposed to do. And I just remember um, calling my, my man over at Nike N7. Just like, what do we do? He's like, I can't do anything. Our hands are tied. We can't say anything. And I was like, what is the point of this? Is it just, it's just product. If it's yeah. just product, then what are we doing? And that's really, I think that was really the point that really separated me from my giving, you know, Nike, my energy, my passion. Yeah. Uh, my influence, um, my know-how, uh, whatever else they say I didn't have that I gave, uh, <laughs> but I appreciated them and I still love the brand for what it gave me. It kept food in my family's belly. Man. Um, it, you know, it got me a chance to travel the world. Uh, yeah. It gave me a lot, but I also know I'm not going to be a slave to it. And that's where right. better came to idea of breaking away from that mentality and not getting comfortable and giving, giving it back to more people than myself. <sighs> you don't get to hear that uh perspective that often right mm -hmm. and i know that there's a lot of views in the way of being somebody who is uh qualified to do all of the things at uh any of these brands mm -hmm. and are not listened to are not uh mm -hmm. taken seriously in that particular moment like They'll take you seriously for all of the influence that you can get them. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes to <laughs> uh, 
this is most important, they'll be like, well, you know, like you saw what happened. They didn't do nothing for. The, they didn't say nothing about Cap. They didn't say nothing the entire time. Then a few years later, once he's out of the league, then they want to put a shoe on for him and they want to give him promotion and they want. Yo, yeah, you know, and it's just like, hold on, man. This is the stuff we're talking about. But it was just like there was. Yeah, I I can go on for days, and I and I don't want. And it's not. I'm not saying I'm bad yeah. in the brand. Yeah, we're not disparaging. It's a game. Yeah. It's not. It's a more. It's a machine. People understand. It's not like kind people. It's not. That's not what. No, more than is. anything, it's, it's capitalism. It's, it's capitalism. That's, Literally, yes, it's, it, yes, it's unfortunate is, because it comes through our our communities first. Our community is the yeah. most influential, and our community yes. is the most impacted, and our community is the most profitable for them. Yes, so it is the most uh, disturbing way of seeing a monster devour something that's so kind and gentle and fragile and abused and call it okay and so for me it was like no we got to break the mold but that's not just them there's a lot there's all, all yeah. of them. right the right part, right right for the most part it's just um you know breaking that mold and just you know really being an educator of, of those programs and those mm-hmm. platforms and not being a a down talker because you know yeah. we ain't who got time for that right 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 right, right. right. <laughs> We all about the uplift. Tell us about this Sneaker Week joint. Sneaker Week, uh, so so, uh, Sneaker Week was founded by Herbert Beauclair and uh, Megan Davis. They're both based out of here in Portland. So Herbert's uh, the creative marketing director uh, for Pencil Footwear Academy. And Megan Davis is the Wacom Experience uh, Manager uh, here, which is Wacom is the, I mean, anything that's tech, really. They do all the art pieces Uh. for for Pixar and all those major... um, I mean, even footwear industry brands where they do the design on those tablets. Um, yeah. So they're pretty big on those pieces. But um, they created the idea of uh, Sneaker Week by just thinking about they were doing programs back and forth between Wacom and Pencil. And uh, Megan and Herbert had a good conversation about, you know, how is there all of these different types of weeks in the during week, Burger Week, Beer Week, you know, mm. all these different weeks in Portland. But there's no Sneaker Week. And we're actually here. Right. in the, Heart, you know, the heart of the footwear culture as far as yeah. Nikes, Adidas, Under Armour, Keen, uh, uh, oh, Keen Mizuno, yeah, Keen is here, Mizuno, uh, Columbia, obviously. So it's like yeah. we got all these footwear brands, like these are their headquarters here. And, and that, that, those headquarters include their employees <laughs> and their leaders. That's a big part. Like, yeah. think about that. Uh, yeah. And then that goes into their agencies, which is the people that execute their plans. So mm-hmm. their widening Kennedys, their industries, their Henry V's, their, you know, um, IDLs, these major industries that are not global are here as well. These are global right. industries that are servicing right. multiple familiar brands that you all see. And they're based here in Portland to service these footwear culture. But they don't do anything in the footwear part important. they don't like all these brands are here but there's no brandy the closest you'll get to ha- knowing anything about nike as a visitor from uh coming to oregon is going to the mlk company store that's about as cool as you're gonna get um yep. and that's a factory store on mlk the only coolest thing about it is, is no sales tax but that's all over the state but <laughs> right. at the end of the day there's no there's no fan, there's no feel of nike you landed in the heart of the footwear culture there's no feel of there's a right. nike nike's here or adidas is here you got to go find them um, and they don't want to be found. To us, that was uh, that really became a great opportunity for us to bring uh, to bring this closer together. And that's where Sneaker Week came from. It's really connecting the footwear industry to the sneaker community, um, getting people access, opportunities, awareness about the footwear industry on many levels, not just the product, uh, but the marketing, the, the sport, the music, the art, the design, yeah. the tech, 
the sustainability. Um, I mean, we go into all that, and that's really just uh, <laughs> aligning and collaborating with all the different people that are within the industry. So we partner with the brands, we partner with the hotels, we partner with yeah. um, all these different platforms, and entrepreneurs, numbers. Yes, uh, we, yes. we partner with as much people as we can to really represent Portland, put on for Portland, showcase this amazing, unique community we have. Um, a lot of people don't know that there are black folks in Portland, so we definitely make sure that we represent <laughs> ourselves and we bring in the, the rest of the culture with us. Um, uh, that's pretty much what we've been doing. It's going to be uh, going on year four this year. We uh, didn't okay. have too much of a shift with what's going on because we went from being more physical, digital, where we were mm -hmm. physical in the last few years. Now we're going virtual. So we'll okay. be opening the doors for everybody now, whereas uh, before it was kind of just closed off. Uh, we still mm -hmm. streamed and stuff, and not as that wasn't the focus. Now this year we're going to go straight right. virtual. So different workshops, different you know, working with you guys do some different podcasts, working yes. with you know um, different artists to do performances, all the way down to um, meditations with you know my man Aaron. So yes, the whole idea Aaron. to show this whole concept of just community here in Portland, and we are collective uh, from different ideas, from food all the way ranging to like I said, meditation, yoga. So. Um, yes. around footwear. So it's in, invited for everybody. We super juiced about it. Uh, we moved, we shifted fast with COVID. We making sure we're being mm -hmm. safe with it, but we want to make sure we, we let people know we, we, you know, we, we way better than, than, than one thing that's going around. We can be, we're, we're creators. So we, we yes. can communicate, collaborate and create a lot faster than a lot of brands. Um, and a lot of, um, industries because we, you know, we yes. don't owe anybody nothing. We're just doing it for our community. Thanks to Augustina, Gary, Morgan, Can, and Jonathan for joining the locals. Go Blazers. Big thanks to our production team, editors Will, Romy, Miranda Selinger, and Jonathan Covington-Brem. Thanks to writers, also Jonathan, Kate Kay, Sophie Mallon, Brian Miller, DJ Ambush, Julie Oppenheimer, Joy Palchik, Carly Quadros, Jalisa Ringering, Ryder Sherwood, and Sam Smargiasi. Also big thanks to co-executive producer Emily Gilliland. I'm Jefferson Smith. Again, we're taking a week of vacation. And thank you so much for listening. Feel free to send story ideas and suggestions to the local at xray.fm. Feel free to post compliments and five-star reviews on your podcast app, like Apple Podcasts. Thanks also to Original Journalism and Research by the Lund Report, Oregon Health Authority, COVID19.HealthData.org, Oregon Historical, the Oregon Historical Society, Portland Business Journal, The Lambert Week, Pamplin Media, OPB, The Oregonian, Ben Bulletin, Statesman Journal, Bike Portland, Street Roots, KGW, and News Partners, Bridgeliner, and the Portland Mercury. And thank you for listening to The Local, your hometown, in about 30 minutes. Thanks for subscribing and giving your 22-star review, or just five, and thank you, democracy. Talk to you Monday. X-Ray.